This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. We are doing a series we started last week, but you're invited to more. Come on, say more. Okay, that more is that invitation to more of God. And... Uh, it was quite funny because I, I was listening to Stephen Montgomery's sermon the, the Sunday before last week, Sunday. I already planned my message. I'm going to do a series on the invitation to more. I listened to Stephen's message and then he said something about me. He said, Andre's always going for more. I'm like, yes. You, you, you understand me. You understand me. We're going for more because there's more. This world needs more of God. And so last week we shared about one of the keys to having more. If you want more of God, we need more unity. More unity in marriages, more unity in families, more unity in our life groups, more unity in the church. And we see it on the day of Pentecost. They were with one accord in one place, 120 plus people praying for two weeks. And the glory came down and 3,000 people came to Christ that day. So I would like to see that in my lifetime. Why not? Why not? But the key is we need to pursue the more. It's not something I can do on my own. It is something each and every one of us need to add to that environment. As I said, the, the, if you want more of God, you need more unity. The, the enemy brings division. The Holy Spirit always brings unity, knitting hearts together. Okay, so I want to build on that. We're going to look at Ephesians. We're looking at the book of Ephesians. To summarize the book, it is an invitation to more. It is like a mountaintop, like Paul the Apostle saying, guys, there is more. And when you read this, the, the scriptures, you, like, you read a verse and you're like, oh, I need to read it again. <laughs> you know, it's deep because it's, it's inviting us to the more. Okay, so we're looking at Ephesians 4 and uh, today, and we're going to... See, another, another key to having more. So we had this, uh, the ladies retreat a few weeks ago. Toot toot. It was awesome. And it was just great to, to hear the feedback. Even just the, the ladies in the office with us, when they came back, I'm like, my word. They are on fire. They are on fire. <laughs> They're just going for that. Oh, it was wonderful to see the liberty, the freedom, the boldness that I saw amongst our ladies as they, as they returned. It was great also to hear what Lisa van der she was the, the, the speaker on, at the weekend, um, and, and they leading another church, and Shofa Hermanus uh, in, in Cape Town area. And, and it was wonderful to hear what she was saying about the ladies, Especially there were 35, 30 to 35 leaders on this, on, at, the, at, the, at the retreat. And it was wonderful to hear that even when Sonic and them would say, um, ladies, uh, Lisa and I will be here to pray for you. And then almost nobody goes to them. It's like, oh, it's just the leaders praying for the other ladies. It was amazing. And, she, and Lisa was just blown away. She was like, your people are so mobilized. They are so equipped to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. They are so equipped to pray for others. They, and, and she basically says, she's not seen anything like this before. And I'm like, yes. And we are just warming up. Amen. So, the, the, so I, want, I want to speak about the more. How do you move into the more? 
how do you move into that place of the more? And I want to say today, one of the, one of the keys is, you know, I, I want to speak to the ladies. We, we have some amazing on fire for Jesus ladies in this house. And we are so proud of you. So proud of you. I want to encourage you to keep gunning it, keep going for it, keep reaching out. We have evangelists in the house and they are ladies. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that God can move mightily through a woman? Yes. Because some parts of the church of Jesus Christ really battle to believe that. And I'm like, I mean, come on, get a life. Get alive. Jesus came to empower everybody. Eh? The, the Samaritan lady at the well, John chapter 4, she's had five divorces. She was living in sin with another man. Jesus supernaturally knew that. What does he do? He loves her. He has a word of knowledge. He unlocks her heart. And then he sends her to town as an evangelist to tell the whole town. She didn't do 10 years of courses. She didn't do, it's just like, Jesus, that's wrong. That's not how it works. She's a woman, number one. Number two, she hasn't been trained. Number three, you're not even supposed to speak to her. Jesus, what on earth are you doing? You're breaking all protocol. You're just, just, just messing everything up. Jesus likes to do that. Jesus wants to empower people. You know, but there's such a large part of the body of Christ, men and women, that feel powerless, feel unequipped, ill-equipped, unable to pray for others, unable to, to, to impact others. And, and I want to share with us today how you can move forward into the more. Hmm? Who wants more of Jesus? Eh? Come on. God wants to give you more. He doesn't want you just to be a, 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 a pure warmer. You know, all I'm doing on a Sunday is I'm equipping you to go out and change the world. Say amen. And it's amazing how many people stand on this side of the line and they feel it's just too far. It's like, oh, someone that prayed for a sick person and they were healed. Oh, that's just, oh, they are amazing. No, they're not. It's just Jesus through them. You know, but it's amazing this this mind block that so many have. And as long, the longer you don't do anything, the harder it gets. Because the block in your head becomes more and more and the fear becomes more and more. So when you come to Jesus, you just need to step out immediately and start telling somebody about Jesus. You, you must immediately, don't wait 10 years. Every moment you have an opportunity, tell somebody else what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Just love how Sonia came and shared a word here today. The Lord has done a mighty work in her life this week. Praise God. And she's sharing already from what God is doing in her. And the Lord wants to do the same with you. But there's something, if you want, this is the question. How do you get more? Well, you need to give more. Not money. Of yourself. Of your time. Of your prayers. Now, how do you get more? Pray and obey. Pray and obey. Receive more from God and then give what God gives to you. Give. You need to give as if your life depends upon it. Because it does. You will stagnate. You will go dry. You will die spiritually when you stop giving of yourself, of what God has given to you. 
You need to give as if your life depends upon it because it does. Though the moment you stop giving of yourself, stop praying for others, stop, stop, stop blessing others, stop serving others, stop giving of what God has given to you, the, the, the river goes dry. You know, and I'm sometimes just like, I want to pray for somebody. I want to pray for somebody. Come somebody. I want to, I want to lay hands on somebody. I have something to give. Oh, I have so much to give to somebody. And, uh, but I, 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 I need to give. You know, sometimes I feel like, oh, it's dry and the Lord feels far. And the moment I step out to pray for somebody, it's like, hello, Jesus. Because you need to give as if your life depends upon it. I mean, if you love Jesus, if you want more of God, and I tell you, this is what I've experienced. The, the most wonderful, glorious moments of my life are the moments I minister to others. Because in that moment, I'm, it's like I'm standing in the very presence of God because God is saying, man, I'm going to bless this guy because he's positioning himself in a place of blessing others so the river can flow through. Say amen. So I want to stir you this morning to go for the more, to step out to pray and obey. This week is our Ignite the City week. So we had a great prayer meeting this morning at four o'clock this afternoon again. And this week, we're going we're gonna to step out a bit. Okay, so we're going to step out a bit. So I'm going to just read Ephesians 1 verse 3 where we started last week. It says, everything heaven contains. Come on, say everything. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon you. Come on, say already. I mean, the more has already been made available to all of us. It's yours. This is what Paul the Apostle is saying. He's, he's inviting us into the more. He's revealing to us what God has already given to us. He's saying everything heaven contains, and, and heaven is everything you're longing for, because God, that's God, all of God. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father. Now, I say gift. Gift. Why gift? Because you can't earn it. You can't work for it. You must just receive it by faith like a child. And so many of long years of my life, I, 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 I was striving to earn something that God was wanting to give, for a give, give me as a gift. The, the power of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of God is not to be earned because that's offensive to God. You cannot earn more of God, but you can receive by faith. So as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because He sees us wrapped into Christ, this is why we celebrate Him with all our hearts. Everything Jesus has is now ours, because the moment you turn to Jesus, you are now in Christ. All of that which Jesus walked in, when he dwelt on earth, is available to you and me. This is so profound. You see, some of us are sitting with a mental block. It's called lies. We believe lies. Because I haven't experienced the power of God in my life, uh, it's not for me. Now, the truth is, God has given you everything. It's yours, but how do you receive it? You pray and obey. You pray to receive, not to force God to do something, you pray to receive, and then you obey by you giving away what God has given to you. You receive and you give it away. You receive and you give it away. But you need to 
Spend that time in prayer to receive. Come on, I'm by faith saying we are a house of prayer. Amen. We are. We are a house of prayer by faith. Come on. Because that's when we receive, and that's when the city will be mightily impacted. Nothing will be able to stop God. I mean, I was speaking to, to, to a, a lady this week, and, and I've heard other people say this as well, that some people who walk into this venue just start to weep. They just start to cry, and they don't know why. I can tell you why. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God. And then some of them say, they, they, it happens nowhere else. And I'm just saying, but there's more. <laughs> there's more that God wants to pour out into our midst, but we need to pray and Obey, we need to receive from God. Prayer isn't hard work. Prayer is energizing. It is liberating. It is not, oh, I need to make something happen. It's like, God, here I am. Fill me up. Come on, say it. Father, fill me up. There you have it. That's prayer. It's that easy. It's literally positioning yourself under the waterfall of the Spirit, just worshiping, loving on God and saying, Lord, just fill me up so I can give you to others. That's what God wants to do. And then the Lord comes and he, and you know, I shared this last week as well, but you know, it's like God is, the Father is standing on the mountain top, on the hilltop with you. And the Father is saying, this is your promised land. Here it is. It's all yours. Now go. Go and take it. And then you run down to the first part of your property, your promised land, and there's a big giant. You have the skrik of your life. Squatter from hell. You're like, ah, and you run back up the hill again. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Back to our comfort zone. Where do you find more of God? Outside of your comfort zone. That's good news, isn't it? Because that's why God said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, the comforter. He's going to comfort you in your discomfort. Because we're going to be uncomfortable to step out of the box and share with somebody about Jesus. It's going to be outside of your box. To, 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 it's going to make you uncomfortable to reach out to somebody or to pray for somebody when you feel inadequate. When you feel as if you're not good enough. But yet God the Holy Spirit is saying, do it. God the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now, do it. Go for it. Bless somebody. Nike, come on. Just do it. There are few things as satisfying, as fulfilling as leading someone to Jesus. You want to do a happy dance? Woo-hoo. They actually say the angels dance in heaven when one soul turns to Jesus. Just one soul. The angels in heaven rejoice, they celebrate. Because of one heart that turns to Jesus. And you and I have the greatest privilege of any creature in the universe is to lead people to Jesus. It's amazing. So just in this week, we spoke to a a lady and and she was seeing what's happened in someone else's life. and, And then she said to us, I want what she has. How can I get it? And Nastasha and I, we were smiling from ear to ear. Well, we can help you. (laughs) We can help you come to Jesus. We can pray with you. We can point you. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And you're going to see the greatest miracle in your life. He's going to change you from the inside out. The church exists for for those outside. 
We exist for those who do not know Jesus. That's why we have church on a Sunday. You are the church. But the church is not only supposed to get together on a Sunday. We're also supposed to go out and take Jesus to everyone. Amen. And I know you don't like it. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody about Jesus. It's awkward. It's only awkward in your head. The moment you actually start doing it, it is just so liberating. So I asked Nastasha to come and share with us. She's our resident evangelist of the house, or one of them. Let's give her a hand. Um, yo, I, I actually just felt when Andre asked me to share how easy it is to love people wherever you go, because it's not a task, it's in wherever we go. So um, yesterday I met Sheena for coffee at Seattle, um, we got the coffee and we went to the beach. But when we went for, to get the coffee, um, before ordering, we were just like, hello, what's your name? How are you doing to the, the barista lady? And um, found out about her life a little bit and where she's at, how old she is, whatever. And then I was just so like, uh, <laughs> because Jesus is just so alive in me, I just want to give it to her because it's just, she said she's tired, she's, she looked down. I just want to give her what I have because he gives me energy, he gives me life, he gives me joy. She can have it too. So I just said to her, but Jesus loves you so much. Do you know what he did in my life? And then I just share with her what he did in my life. I share with her what my past was like. I share with her what my life was like before Jesus. In just like three sentences, my life was empty. I was drinking and partying and empty and had no purpose and no joy. And now, since I gave my life to Jesus 14 years ago, my life is full every single day. When I spend time with him in the mornings, I am like bursting out. <laughs> like I just, I, I love life. I love it. He's, he's done this in me. And then I just share, like he loves you so much. And then I ask God, like while I'm standing there, do you have anything for this woman, like very specific that can touch her? And then I ask her, is something going on with this right now in your life and then sometimes I'm wrong yesterday I was wrong and <laughs> but it was fine because she shared with me what is going on in her life then and um, Sheena and I could just hold her hand and she had tears in her eyes as she just encountered Jesus's love that touched her heart and he gave her joy again and peace again and he just gave him love and it was beautiful um, yeah and um, then um, uh, another week uh, I was at Pickham Bay, I think, and um, normally when I'm like at the cashiers, I just chat to them as well. I just tell them how much Jesus loves them. But this lady specifically, when I was standing, seeing I'm going to her, she didn't look up. She was just like looking down. She didn't greet me. She really looked quite angry. Um, and I'm just like, hello, what's your name? She's like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, and so she told me her name and I just also again started sharing with her how amazing Jesus is and I don't expect a response from her I don't expect her to do anything with what I'm telling her I just share with her a little bit about my life and um, what Jesus has done and I asked her can I pray with you because I feel like you're going through a really anxious time in your life right now I can see she looks anxious and angry and um, she said yes and so I held her hand and we prayed 
And so much peace I experienced came like this and entered her. And I just said, you're experiencing the peace of God right now. Right now, every worry you had is falling off of your shoulders. Your head is clearing up. You're just experiencing God's light coming into you right now. And when I finished praying, she, she just sat there with her eyes closed. I, like for about 15 seconds, I was looking around and I was like, Okay, Lord, I'm just going to stand here because clearly you're still touching her. <laughs> and it was amazing. Like, and she left. Um, she stood up. She gave me a hug. And her whole day had turned around. And it took me maybe an extra minute of my day. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. So it's as easy as that. You need to pray and then obey. You receive something from God, and then you just release it. So, so Nastasha was simply just uh, like uh, there was a river just flowing through her to that lady. And I promise you, if you would just position yourself in that place, God's going to give you more. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling depressed, when you're not feeling great, then pray for somebody else. You'll see something amazing happens. You break out of your negativity, and you have more of God. So look at this, Matthew 10, verse 8. Now, this is like, I would say, Jesus' crazy command. He's crazy. It's a command. It's a crazy command. So he says there in Matthew 10, verse 8, Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. Then have you ever seen that movie, 300? Years ago, I did this epic scene at a well. The baddies come to intimidate the Spartans. And at some point, the guy, the main character, steps back and he kicks. This is Sparta. And he uh, killed the guy. So, uh, so that's sort of what we do with darkness. We're like, hey, get out. These people belong to Jesus. Come on, you have no right to be here. It sounds like a crazy command, you know, where, even where I come from uh, uh, 10 years ago. I haven't seen somebody raised from the dead physically, but I've seen all the other stuff. But I've seen people come alive just by surrendering their life to Jesus. It's been incredible to see that. But so uh, this is a command that Jesus gives to all his, all his children. He says then, you have been treated generously, so live generously. You have been given so much. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ this morning, you have been given so much. Now give it to somebody else. Release that. As you, if you simply release the life of Jesus, you will see the sick healed. You will see darkness leave people's souls. You will see the kingdom of God come. But you need to step out. You need to pray, God, give me more of you. I receive. And then you need to obey. Bless somebody else. So in the light of everything that God has given to you, are you giving? Are you releasing? The New King James Version of this passage says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely given. The whole thing about demons is basically darkness on people's souls, depression. There's so many people battling with darkness on their souls. And God, when, when the life of Jesus flows into somebody, darkness must go. He is the light, and he's called you and me to release light to others. 
You know, so I've shared this many times, but in 2012, 2013, we went to India for the first time. And, and that was when I, I just had this word, step out, trust God to heal. Trust me. I felt the Lord say, trust me to heal people physically. And it, was just, it revolutionized my life. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. Looking like an idiot. I'm just about, I'm, I just told everyone, I'm going to pray. We, we come to pray for the sick. Because Jesus said, we have a cooking clue what we're doing, but it's okay. It feels so far. Miracles feel too far when you don't experience it. But I tell you, the moment you step into it, it's just like miracles just keep on happening around you the whole time. And your mind and your heart shifts and you're like, hmm, I'm called to be supernatural. Every believer is called to be supernatural. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I am called to be supernatural. Because it's not you, it's Jesus through you. But you need to position yourself in a place. You need to start giving of yourself. So you are called to do this freely. In the New King James, says, freely you have received, freely give. Do you want more of God? Give as if your life depends upon it. Because it does. If you want to stagnate, if you want a dry riverbed where there is none of God's fullness and glory, don't give. Don't give. Now, you know the story. They often use the illustration. The Jordan River is a living river. It has an inflow and an outflow or the, the Lake of Galilee and the Jordan River. And there's life there. There's fish there. It's amazing. And then you have the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea only receives, but there's no outflow. And that's why it's called the Dead Sea. Everything dies. There's no life. Large portions of the church of Jesus Christ is dead. Why? Because they stopped giving. They stopped stepping out. They stopped praying for others. They stopped. They just made it a Sunday meeting only. They stopped giving to others. If you want to get alive, you need to give. You have so much. Let me tell you right now, you have more to give than you think. Come on, let's say I have more to give than I think. You have. You need to activate your faith. How many times I start with a trickle, and I'm like, I don't know. And then I start praying, and then suddenly life floods forth, and I get more, and I get more, and I get more. You you need a bit of a pit bull anointing. My wife says I have a pit bull anointing. It's like bait. (laughs) Then we keep on gunning it. I I don't bite people. Don't worry. Uh, it's like, you're sick, we're going to pray for you, we're going to pray for you again, we're going to pray for you again, we're going to keep on praying until the kingdom of God comes in your life. You're battling with depression, you're battling with darkness in your soul, well, we're going to keep on praying for you until Jesus touches you, until breakthrough comes. You need a bit of, it's like a river, and has a whole lot of logs clogging up the river, and you need to push on those logs, and keep on pushing on those logs and keep on pushing on it until they open and then the river of life floods forth. Amen. Because some of us start there, we're like, push, eh, it doesn't work. Not, this is not for me. No, man, push a little bit more. And the best way of growing in the fullness of God, of having that more, is simply partnering with others who are a little bit ahead of you. It is that easy. You just join them. Okay, so this... Um, Thursday evening, we are doing a first, like the first Thursday after the first Sunday of every month, we're going to Freya Hospital to pray for some sick people. No praat, jy? Lekker, man. 
So this past Thursday, seven people committed their lives to Christ at Frey Hospital. And we were having a prayer meeting on Thursday evening. I just felt God, I saw this picture, and the Lord often speaks in visions. I saw a lid being removed, and I felt the Lord saying, I'm removing the lid on evangelism. Meaning, it's going to get easy. It's going to get so easy. It's like, um, hi, my name is, and they're going to say, I want to know Jesus. (laughs) How can I get Jesus? My name is Andre. Okay, yes, I can introduce you to Jesus. That is when the Spirit of God, when the river of life is flowing, when the church of Jesus Christ is praying, if we're creating an environment where the life of Christ flows, it gets easy. People want Jesus. Everybody wants Jesus. They just don't know it yet. They have wrong ideas. They think about religion and think, ah, I want to run away. When I think religion, ah, I want to run away too, okay? I also don't like dead religion. It's one of the, the worst things on the planet. It keeps more people away from Jesus than any other thing. It's hypocrisy. It's dry. It's empty. It's powerless. That is not the real deal. So you need to put that aside and know that the real deal will rock your world. Amen. And we are called to reveal the real deal to others. So how do we do this? How do we do this? Many, many of us are still waiting, like, one day I'm going to receive something and then. No. You have already received, now go. And as you go, God gives you more and more and more and more. So how do we get more? You need to believe that you have already more than enough for the next step of obedience, the next of stepping out. Number two, you need to give freely and God will give you more of him. Give freely, okay? So on Thursday night, quarter to seven, we're going to be at Free Hospital. You need to enter that Clarendon's ent- uh, the Clarendon Primary School Road. We're at the back entrance. We're going to get together. We're going to brief, and then you're going to join some other people who know how to do it. Well, we fake it till we make it. <laughs> Jesus knows what he's doing. The rest of us, not really. But uh, the focus on loving somebody And then just releasing the life of Christ into somebody's life. Okay, so I want to encourage you to join us for that this Thursday evening, quarter to seven. The the key to having more is to give what you have. So let's look look at this verse, uh, Ephesians 4, verse 1 to 6. It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. So the Apostle Paul is speaking, he's saying, Guys, I beg you, live a life worthy. Worthy of your calling. You are called. You are called. The moment you commit your life to Jesus, you don't only join a family, you join an army. And this army is about seeing people set free. This army is about seeing those ladies at the till who's down, who's out, to see that life turned around. That's the mission, to see lives changed. And it is so easy when you have Jesus. Come on, say it is so easy. It is so easy. Yes, it is. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. God has called you. God has called you. God has called you. And he says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. 
Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. There comes the unity again. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit. And just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. It says glorious hope for the future. There's good things coming. I want to say to you, we're going to see souls saved. We're going to see lives transformed. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people set free. We're going to have so many testimonies of lives transformed. Why? Because the tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. And he's still working through his body, us. Amen. You are the body of Christ. And he wants to fill you and work through you. His hands, your hands. As you stretch forth your hand to pray for somebody, it's the hand of Jesus stretching forth. The kingdom is at hand. It's that far. I want to encourage you. But you need to step out. It says, one glorious hope for the future. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. He's living. He wants to live through you. So many Christians, so many believers are walking around like orphans, like, it's a big bad world, and I'm little old me. No, Jesus lives on the inside of you if you surrender to him. He lives on the inside of you. It's Jesus, the Lion of Judah, walking with you wherever, whenever. He's with you. You just need to step out and trust God to touch somebody. And so many give themselves to their comfort zone. So I believe there's a line. There's a line. If you're on that hilltop, and we we sing on Sundays, and we like, yeah, Jesus. You know, there's a classic song, a Hillsong song from about, 15 years ago or so, that it's about, Lord, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. And I say, everybody's singing it. I'm like, Lord, I'll go to the ends of the earth for you. And we're on our hilltop. And then we start walking and we get to the edge of our property and we're like, eek. That's a little bit uncomfortable over there. But do you know, Jesus is waiting for you outside. Your comfort zone. That's how it works. We were listening to a, a leadership teaching yesterday, and the guy was all saying, for high performance, you need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> you step out if you want more of God. So you need to go for it. Be uncomfortable. Verse 2b says, uh, 2 in the Passion Translation says, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. Ah, Lord, why did you put it there? (laughs) But again, it's that Holy Spirit power, the power of God to love people who try us, who test us, who, and again, that is where you will find more of God. You want to find more of God? It's in the uncomfortable places and where the uncomfortable people that press our buttons. He's waiting for us there so we need to go down from our hilltop over the line of discomfort and reach out to somebody. So I want to I want to read this next verse Matthew 25:34 to 40. So one of the most challenging verses for me in the Bible. And it speaks about the end times and speaks about different nations and people. The people on the right hand were the the sheep and the goats were on the left and and then and then the king, Jesus, now 
celebrating those who on the right who did what was right. And he says this in verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father. They blessed because they did something. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. Yo, for me personally, this is challenging. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Now I'm like saying, Lord, we're going to the hospital on Thursday. We're going to the sick, Lord. We're going to the sick. At least we're doing that part. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. When you do it to the least of these, now the passion trans or the message translation says, then the king will say, Verse 14, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Isn't that so beautiful? The heart of God. You know, if you want more of God, he's with the overlooked and the ignored. He's with those that no one else wants. He is with those who no one else cares about. That's where he's, if you want more of Jesus... Don't even, you, you just look beyond the person, see Jesus with that person. So I asked Annette to come and share with us. Now this girl, she does this. This is a, one of her favorite passages, I think. And she, she, she reaches out to the, to the whosoevers. And so she shared a story this morning I wanted to share with you as well. Let's give her a hand. Hi guys, okay. Yeah, so I just want to share it to you soon. Um, so Friday, I was just driving in town. I just felt God said that I should drive in a certain direction. So, but that morning, I felt he say, I want you to have food ready, and I want you to have clothes ready. So that was already in my car, <laughs> not knowing really what's exactly what's going to happen. And then I was ride, driving past um, Medicross, um, up the hill, and there's that robot. And as I approached the robot, I saw two little boys sitting at the robot begging. And immediately I felt God say, stop for them. And I was like, you're okay. Because little children that begs can very easily manipulate. And one thing that I do hate is manipulation. But God just said that my love is even stronger than someone that wants to manipulate. So I stopped next to the road. And I got out and I looked over to them because they were at the other side and I just, I just said, come here. So the one even, the one little boy had his little um, bottle. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it's quite popular amongst them. Um, he's got his little bottle with um, home glue. So they do that. But luckily it wasn't high, so you could actually um, receive what I was about to say. So I just um, called them over and we... Let, we just sat on the grass and just we started chatting. Um, and I just asked out where they're from, what do they do, how's their school life, all of those. So they just briefly told some of their background. And it's really hectic. 
where they come from is really hectic. And just as Andre and I said, they are the overlooked ones. They are the ignored ones because we look at them and we make them lower than ourselves. And that is not the heart of God. The heart of God is he sees us all the same. It's not because you have a high-paying job or you, you've got a professional job that you're higher than anyone else. So I shared the simple gospel to them, and they started looking so hungry. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. And they, the one boy said, I don't want to go to hell. I want Jesus. And I had the privilege to lead them both to Jesus. And they accepted Jesus into their hearts and into their lives. And it was such a beautiful moment. And just quickly, the one boy, his, his pants were literally completely torn and everything was showing. I saw it. It was rough. But I had a pants. I had pants in my car. So literally, I gave it to them. He took it. He put his, the pants on. It was so beautiful. He was so happy. Like literally, he was authentically smiling. He was so happy. And I could give the food for them. And they immediately even started, while I was chatting, just started eating. That's how hungry. They were in it's an invitation from God calling you to stop who's in front of you. Thank you, guys. Amen. Annette has another 55 stories, I'm sure. <laughs> and we'll hear you in the future. The, the, the point is, Jesus is saying to us, every person matters. There, there's no non-valuable human being on the face of the planet. And he wants you and me to get that, to catch that heart. Every person is valuable. And you and I are called, we are destined to minister to those, the overlooked, the ignored, maybe just those who don't know God. I love how, as a Ravon that shared with me, how he says to some of his colleagues at work, <laughs> how he reaches out to them, and they're not always very excited, but at sometimes they do open up and then there's the opportunity, you know? So I want to encourage you to, to step out. Everybody wants Jesus. Come on, let's say it. Everybody wants Jesus. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> we must reveal to them the real Jesus. Just want to end off with the last few verses. Ephesians 4, verse 12 to 13. It says, their responsibility is to equip God's people. This is the fivefold ministry, fivefold ministers, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Who's that? That's you guys. And we are equipping you to what? To do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. And we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of, of Christ. So God is saying, I've called the fivefold ministers, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, past, apostles, to equip the saints to do what? To do the work of Jesus. And if this is done right, then you will look like Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine Jesus walking all across the city, hundreds, thousands of Jesuses walking around the city. So one of the challenges we want to ask you to do this week, it's our Ignite the City Week, is to do a prayer walk around your business, 
your work environment, your home, your community. We want to encourage you. If you want to do one every day, go for it. I'm going to try and do every day. I'm going to walk a different area, but I'm going to be walking around in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, we bring this environment to you, Lord. Let light and life shine into this place, God. Let more open the eyes of the blind, the spiritually blind. Lord, lift the darkness of people's souls and hearts that they might respond because they want Jesus. They just don't know it yet. But when you meet the real Christ, you want him. I promise you, it's, it's coming home. So how about that? That's, my challenge. That's our challenge for you guys for this week. Prayer walk week, building up to Thursday evening, quarter to seven, praying for some sick people and sharing the love of Jesus with them. Okay, you can do it. Can we do it? Yes. Come on. The line from feeling inadequate And unbelieving into, I believe and I can do this in Jesus' name, is a very fine line. It's like, whoop, just walk across. Just do something. Give as if your life depends upon it. Pray for somebody as if your life depends upon it. Bless somebody as if your life depends upon it. Love on somebody as if your life depends upon it. Because your spiritual love does. Your spiritual life does depend upon it. And then the last verse I want to read is Ephesians 4. Verses 15 to 16. And this is a picture I, I felt the Holy Spirit show me. Is that when we love somebody, we, they, we, we communicate to them they matter. We communicate to them that they're valuable enough for me to stop and to listen or to love or to speak or to pray. You're building a bridge with the love of God. You're building a bridge for that person to Jesus. Show them what Jesus looks like. Show them what he looks like. Love somebody in the simplest way, and you open the door. You build a bridge for them to walk to God. So Ephesians four fifteen to 16, last verse. I'm ending off with this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Now you see there? Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That's, that's us. He makes us fit together perfectly. How does he do this? As each part, come on, say each part, does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that beautiful? So, the, the world out there, those who do not know God, who are broken and hurting and do not know the fullness of God, the, it, reaching them depends upon us, each one doing their special work. Each one finding their place, each one taking up their place to pray and obey. Like Annette said, she felt the Holy Spirit whisper in her heart, get some clothes, get some... That's the key. Just do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. It's a gentle whisper on the inside. He starts with saying, God, I'm available. I so want to bless somebody today. You need to have a bit of passion as well. It's not like, Lord, I'm available. It's like, Lord, I'm available. I want, I so long for you to bless somebody through me. Because I know, from a selfish point, I'm going to get more of Jesus. He anoints those who does, who acts, who steps out. Each one has a special work, 
As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. And the result is everybody around you is going to start growing. Imagine for a moment, every one of us starts stepping out. Imagine every one of us start praying. Lord, here I am. I'm available. Fill me up. What do you want me to pray today? Lord God, I'm available. What, what if every one of us would do this on a daily basis? And then step out and say, God, can I bless, how, how can I bless somebody today? Imagine. I, th- I think that would be revolutionary. Absolutely revolutionary. But how do, you, how do you get going? Well, good idea is join a prayer meeting, because that's where you get some extra fire. Join a hospital ministry, because then you're going to like, you just tag along. Ah, he sees. (laughs) Come on. Why not? Why not? Jesus is alive. And he wants to, in a good way, possess you. (laughs) So that your hands is his hands. His hands are your hands. His mouth is your mouth. That's what he wants to do. Amen. Amen. So where do we start? The starting point is you need to give all of yourself to God. The more you give of of yourself to Him, the more He's going to give of Himself to you. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.